Let's try this again. We're <laughs> trying it again, folks. Here we go. One and a two and a... Hello, everyone. This is Angel Edenburn, author of the Kansas Vampire series, and you're listening to Comic Pop Library. to another episode of Comic Pop Heroes for, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard along with Logan here. And we entered on the song called Wolves by Sam Tinney's featuring Silverberg. So if you're into their music, definitely check his music out. He has a YouTube channel where you can check it out as well. Also be sure to download his music from your favorite digital provider. This go around, we are looking at the trade paperback of George R.R. R. Martin's Skin Trade. Yep. And the back of the book says, Randy Wade is a survivor. She followed in the footsteps of her father, became a cop, and now is a working P.I. But her past still haunts her. What's worse, the vicious animal attacks that took her father's life have sprung up anew, claiming victims once again in this sleepy town. And I have no clue who this sleepy town is. Do I don't really know either. <laughs> I think it might have mentioned it once, but if so, mm. not sure. And that fact's actually kind of a bit inaccurate. I never got the impression that she had actually gone into the being an actual cop. It doesn't allude to it as well as what it leads you to believe. Yes, yeah. I agree with you on that one. Also, <laughs> the animal attacks actually didn't start up again. That's just what she thought was happening. Well... It, well, no, they had. They said that was the bodies were tore out. No, and the bodies they, were skinned. No, they, they, when that. it first came yeah. out, it was that they were like an attack. They didn't say they were skinned until she went to the coroner yeah. or the newspaper guy. But we're getting way ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like five pages. Well, almost <laughs> immediately after she gets into it, she goes. Yes, these corpses are mangled in a way and disturbing to look at. They're not animal attacks this time. They're skinned. But, like I said, she didn't know that until she yeah. talked to the newspaper guy. you got to remember that. So it was yeah, animal true. attacks at the very beginning. Uh, basically, one of the few things I want to mention on this, this is an adaptation. The adapter was Daniel Abraham. They He did the sequential adaptation, and Mike Wolfer was the artwork and the covers. So we, it is an adaptation from... When this first came out, there it was in two anthologies, Night Visions 5 in 1984 and Dark Visions in 1989. So this has been published as a short work in those anthologies, and this is an adaptation of it. And I'm, it's been currently trying to be worked around as possible, a series or a movie. Oh. 
But you know how some of those things are. They're in production hell until they get out of it sometimes. But anyway, yes, Randy is the main character. She is Mm -hmm. the daughter of a former cop. Yep. But the way it starts out, though, is... Well, there's... It starts out in her friend's apartment, Willie. And he's almost basically a main character, too, to be fair. Right. And he's the other main character, like Logan said. True, true, true. And he's an older man, has asthma... But he has another trick up his sleeve, which we'll get to in a bit. (laughs) But he asked Randy to investigate his friend's death. And her name uh, was Joni. And she is a paraplegic. And he was like, he doesn't know what happened. He knows it was some type of animal attack, but he's not sure. But And he doesn't want to draw too much attention to anything further because he doesn't want to draw Randy in too far. Yeah. And then we kind of go into where Logan was at when we first started the podcast was she goes to the newspaper guy because she's like, they always hold stuff back. And that's Uh where it comes out that. It's not actually an animal attack. It's a skinning thing. Yeah, so it's actually being flayed, basically. Yep. As well as being murdered. They're not left alive. They are. They are. They they didn't really say if they were alive when the flaying happened or skinning. Well, they were chained up but they were chained up yes that they, is true she actually but. only learns that on the scene of the second murder <laughs> true but this is pretty much a mystery uh-huh. but it has a twist and one of those twists is that it is the animal attack it is the skinning and what is happening in this small town we have no clue what the name is because i can't remember if they mentioned it and logan can't either yeah they <laughs> might have mentioned it once or twice but i don't recall and no. so and yeah. And the twist is, da 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 da, Willie and Joni are werewolves. They are werewolves. But this has an interesting spin on the werewolf tale that I kind of liked. When Willie has asthma and yeah. Joni is a paraplegic. Yeah, but yeah. when they turn into a wolf. Those aren't it, any problems. Yeah, they're yeah. able to run like a wolf and everything. But when they turn back, they go back to their human frailments. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting twist on the werewolf mythology. Yeah. And this is more of wolves than werewolves that you picture standing upright. It's more of the four-legged wolves. Yeah. They turn into wolves instead of half types. Half man, half wolf type. Yeah. yeah. And and it's, it's an interesting concept. I kind of like that. Yeah, they've also got the wolfman nobility. Right, and the big big wolf basically is Jonathan Harmon. He's the patriarch of the town, but he is also the werewolf head as well. And these, like we kind of said, these murders kind of emulate other murders from the past to a degree, and they put Randy on the trail of a person that just got out of jail, and let's see, what was his name? I got it here. Give me a moment, folks. I just laid my deal down. It is Rudu Roy Helander, or just Roy, really. He doesn't really amount to much. He's more of a red herring. He kind of is involved in a little bit with Stephen, Jonathan's son, with another unique condition with werewolves. Yeah, he can't change. He's got actual He's, superpower type stuff. He's strong, yeah. more stronger than normal. He's got really big. Hands, yeah. He's got some physical enhancements, but he just can't change. Right. Yeah. So they almost treat it like uh, it's a handicap for a werewolf because he can't change. Yep. So it's really interesting. And they've tried everything in the past to get him to change. 
And yep. part of that past involves Randy's father. He saw too much, and yep, they even had killed him. Yep. So, and it's kind of interesting. Well, Randy only learns about the werewolf thing later. Yeah. Right. Randy learns about it a little bit later. We can't get in too much of this because it is only a four-issue miniseries. Yeah. And I don't think we can get too much further into the story without giving too much away. Yeah, because want to keep the actual spoiler stuff out. Right. Somewhat, at least. And just those unique aspects of it, I wanted to bring out just to say this is this is a werewolf story, but it's a unique type of werewolf story. Uh-huh. Sorry. There's things that. What yeah. was that? There's different things about it, yeah. Different things about it true the the artwork in this i love it's it's a gorgeous artwork the artist does a really nice job it's a modern style it's more probably what you think image comics might do or uh if you've read game of thrones or wheel of time type stuff it's it's really nice artwork really enjoyed that the storytelling aspect is all right there is it's a little bit clunky at times because a lot of times with comic books the uh, thought bubbles or balloons they don't have those they have squares and instead of it being the character's narration it's an outside narrator huh. looking down yep. and that threw me for a little bit did that throw you at all or were you able to I don't recall it? being confused about it at all so okay. that seemed so Logan was good with it just kind of confused me because I'm used to in the comic book world a lot of those squares or bubbles or whatever yeah. they're usually the thoughts of the characters where this one was an outside narrator narrator looking down on everything so that gave, had me looking at it a little bit as like, oh i gotta shift gears and then i had to shift back into the gear of the characters mm-hmm. so there's one thing and a lot of text oh, when that narrator is talking he talks that, yeah that narrator talks <laughs> so the actual voicing of the characters is pretty normal. It yeah, is pretty I thought it was very good. But it's from a short story, so they're trying to get as much in as they can in this four you issues. You said it was apparently two short stories? which No, it was one short story, but it was published in two separate okay. anthologies. That makes more sense, because I was wondering how you'd separate that <laughs> out. Like, maybe if it was a direct sequel thing. But well, yeah. but that leads into another point, that Logan brought up, and I agree with him, and that is... You could easily have gone into more on the sequel. Yeah. There's only four issues collected into one trade. It left it with enough of a cliffhanger that they could do more, but I don't yeah. know if they ever will. It's hang. Uh, the movie stuff is hung up in court battles. I don't know about the written part of it, but because of that, it might be. I don't know, but to what I could find, there's nothing else on this uh-huh. character, Randy Wade. Which is kind of sad because they leave it where it could go off and do other things. And we'll leave it at that. You'll have to read the book and see what uh-huh. the other things could be. Oh, and uh, general note, as mm-hmm. Randy's the P.I. that right. is involved, Willie's actually uh, on the more heroic side of deck collecting. <laughs> true. <laughs> he's a deck collector. That is true. But he's he's, he's really a, a nice good one. person. Yeah. Uh, this is one where it's like, Werewolves are not all bad. Yeah, like the paraplegic gal, no, Joey. She was a decent person. Yeah, he actually specifically turned her for the reason that to get yep. her not paraplegic on that. True. It allowed her to be able to run and be free again. And yep. this is one that he didn't do this without her consent, though. He actually talked, talked with her, her, and yeah. it tells that within this adaptation that he uh-huh. visited with her before he turned her. 
and she accepted. So that was a unique aspect. So he's not one to force it onto somebody unless it's by accident, maybe. But they don't really say that yeah. there's any of that. He, but he's a decent person. There's as far Jones. As he's aware, the only thing he's gotten actual killed is some. Was it Pomeranian? <laughs> oh yeah, possibly a Pomeranian. Yeah. And that Pomeranian started it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That was kind of funny. True. And I think it was Pomeranian. I know yeah, it was a it's dog some type, type of dog. Yes, I remember that too. The other thing about this, it is George R. R. Martin. There is, I can't remember if there's a whole lot of language, but there's a little bit. A bit of nudity, but... Right, and don't think Game of Thrones, George R.R. Martin, where there's a lot of sex. No, there is not. There's just one panel where Randy is in bed, the phone rings, and she has no clothes on while she's sleeping. And she wakes up like any normal person would, gets the phone, but the the sheet falls down and exposes her breasts. That's the only panel I know of that had any type of nudity in it. Maybe technically the one gal that he was going for the debt collecting bit. The gal who had the husband who ran off with the... Was there? Not much nudity. I'm just... Maybe. I can't remember that one. I thought she had something covering herself. She had the bathrobe that yeah. I think she let slip and such. Oh, I didn't remember I her remember. slipping. I thought she or kept no, it up. I thought it was just... I think she alluded that she was going to try, but then he stopped her. But I could be wrong. Logan's looking it up, folks, to let us know for sure. It was more of a, she might go for more later, but yeah, it was just. No actual nudity. Yeah. Yeah. So just that one panel then that's in there. So be aware of that. So with that in mind, probably placement within your library does need to go into a higher age level. Yep. So be aware of that. But otherwise, I like the story. It's nice. It was a little dense. Like I said, the narration, you got a lot to read. And it might scare off a few of your potential readers because of that. (laughs) But if you say, oh, it's werewolves, but they'll see on the cover, there's a wolf. So they might be interested because of the cover. And it does in the back of it, the only extras that I saw were the covers of the individual issues. Mm -hmm. And they're all nice covers. Mm -hmm. So... But yeah, other than that, I'm afraid we can't go too much further because it'll give too much away. Because like I said, yeah, right now, this is a one and done. All a mystery type thing. Too. Yeah, true. So this is one that if you're into the werewolf genre, you'll probably like it. If you're just into the horror genre in general, you will probably like it as well. Yeah. If you're into other genres and not really into these, maybe not. Yeah. Mystery genre, maybe just a little bit. The horror aspects might turn you off. You know, mysteries. Uh, I thought it was a readers usually liked grounded in real life. Mystery. I thought it was a pretty good mystery. Then, it was yeah. a good mystery, yeah. But just the readers of mysteries usually like to have it grounded a lot of times. But sometimes they do have the supernatural mysteries too. So if you like those type, this would be for you as well. So just be aware that it is a little rough. We did forget that uh, there are those does show one body that is skinned for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bloody. So be aware of that as well. Or when you're mm-hmm. putting it within a public library, yeah, or if you're putting it in your personal right. collection, if you don't like the gorier side of stuff, there's a few panels of that that you might be a little, ooh, I don't really like, but I enjoyed enough, them. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, doesn't that bother good. me. And it wasn't done haphazardly or in a demeaning way. It was just part of the story. Yep. 
So, so that makes a difference to me. If it's part of the story, I will go with it. Uh, so that's probably about all I can yeah, say. Short episode because yeah, yeah, it's mystery time. True. So it's kind of awkward because you don't want to <laughs> actually spoil the who done it. True. So we'll leave it to all of you out there to read it yourself to see what the actual ending is like and what the possible continuation could be if they wish to. That'll be up to the producers of the skin trade world either george R. R. martin and others but for now i think that's it for us we've been having fun hopefully you've been having fun listening to us uh, we mentioned what we came in on we have another song that is actually by neoni it's called vengeance but you'll recognize silverberg is another featured artist again and then we have saint cardinal who's a featured artist on this one as well so again yep. We've had fun. Hopefully you've had fun. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye now. Bye. Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.